Hey everybody, welcome to Outspoken. I am your host, Justin White, and this is episode 58, and my guest this week is my friend Laura. Um, Laura and I met as dog walkers, oh, around about 20 years ago, and um, I didn't know at the time that she and my friend David, David D. from episode 57, uh, were a couple. I knew that he was a dog walker, and I knew that I was a dog walker, and I knew that she was a dog walker, but I didn't know that, that they were together. Um, and they're a tremendous couple, and they have a tremendous child, and Laura and I um, also had the pleasure of working together at an after-school program uh, prior to the birth of both of our daughters, and that was very cool. Learned a lot about kids and got to do some really cool stuff and kind of be uh, just set free to make our own curriculums and design art projects and field trips and really cool, fun stuff. So that was awesome. And uh, we kind of fell out of touch for a while and we're falling back in, which is great. And I think we're all quite happy about it. And uh, so some good conversations have been had and um, more will be coming henceforth. And as I've always said, if you don't like birds, you're dumb. Other people say they like it. I'd like your recorded voice. Thanks, and I, w- I will probably like yours. I don't. It's, I think it's usually just the person themselves yeah, yeah. who like think it's horrible, but it doesn't sound like. Well, that. it's because your voice always comes from here, and you never hear it. The, right. Like, so you're Come, like, what? You hear I sound like that. Yeah, but what if there are, there might be people who actually like their voice is just so terrible that even they when they hear it they're just like ugh like why why did i have to what's so interesting about voices is they're they're a choice your whole life your voice is a choice you feel like it is to a certain extent right yeah do you mean like like inflection or do you because certain people have like a just a certain range yes and you have you have well you have a natural range where you should be but a lot of us you know have this other voice yeah and and I mean, anybody who talks like this kind of, I think, has made, think has, has made in, a choice throughout hmm, their lives. That's interesting. That's my, that's, I mean, we all make all of those choices. But what you about somebody who it. just has like a super bass voice and they can't really do anything? Like my teachers used to get mad at me because they could hear me talking in the back of the room, oh. but they couldn't hear what I was saying. They just heard this rumble. Like this, and it, it that's was, true. I, that's not as much. I, I didn't, I, think, I wasn't doing, I mean, I was speaking right. quietly and right. low so that they wouldn't hear me. But hmm. I could, you know, I, I would have to affect my voice if I wanted to make it higher than that. Yes. I guess I'm maybe because I'm a female thinking of female voices. Yeah. Well, there's def- there are right. definitely some some sort of stylized ways of speaking. I made a design. I like it. Um, there are ways in which people, I think, affect their yes. style yeah, of yeah, speaking. Yeah. That's true. Maybe maybe not the not the timber. And the, still, there's a there's a pitch and a frequent like a place where you choose the register of your voice i think i don't know to me it seems uh, like it just naturally lands where it is because you have to you raise and lower it for different but, emotional but, expressions but right? i'm talking about when you meet those girls who are always who oh, okay. always like that's a like, choice that's, that's, a, that's, like a choice. that's yeah. more specifically what i mean that's kind of like the modern valley girl it's, yeah it's just or the like growl a, that's so popular yeah, now the vocal amongst, fry. yeah yeah but I I have a theory that that might be physiological because there's no. a, yeah because there's like a thing that's happening with children with like an epidemic where their jaws are sinking lower and their faces are going like their jaws are go, like they're not forming all the way forward and tongue tie is a big thing and lip tie and all of this stuff is real it's actually happening and I think it could 
feasibly be impacting the airways. But I don't know if that explains vocal fry because that's could that you mean could just be like maybe they're separate. Maybe both things are true, <clears throat> but yeah, one isn't leading. I don't really know the answer. I just it just occurred to me that maybe there's something more than just imitation Choice. of yeah. somebody who spoke like that once. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's very. It's. It it's, just seems more. It seems trendy. Yeah, it seems like a way. It seems like a style of speaking. Damn, damn that, damn those trends. <laughs> what do you do about it? You just have to wait it out, right? Yeah. Same with music. You just gotta <laughs> like wait for it to become good again. I was um just listening to Beck. Uh huh. The other old day. Beck or, yeah, old Beck or modern day Beck. Like like uh, I I wanted to show my kid a, some song, a different song, but it kicked into this like songs from that era mm-hmm. and there was back do you remember which song or which album doesn't he only have one that was the most most he had a few he had a couple biggies Odelay was big and uh but the one with loser on it was probably yeah his, it was his first big hit but anyway yeah the trends that we don't love that we don't like seem yeah what do we do about it because it's just like every generation probably experiences that whether mm-hmm. it's like the younger generation well, like, and then you get old and you're like why are the kids these days wearing their pants baggy yeah that's what i mean like each every time you age out of whatever yes. <laughs> point you're not <laughs> yeah. worried about that stuff it's something about the younger people but yeah. but i feel like this time it's well what it seems like because i was watching all the fashion trends cycle through and we were outpacing the actual decades, you know, like that we were reliving. Is it? Oh, like the eighties are back again, mm-hmm. right? The eighties have already come back. I think once. Oh, but before. you mean, like we, but they don't last 10 years. Right. And we do, we're going to relive the nineties. We're going to relive the 2000, but, <sighs> but we run out, we've caught up to ourselves. Yes. And, uh, so then what we start dressing yeah, like then what happens? sci-fi movies I was like thinking space, space suits and stuff. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think people are going to keep wearing normal clothes no matter what the technology around them does. Huh. It seems to me there's more space technology now. But what about space clothing? Is there any... But I mean, like, our, I'm thinking of, of our, our synthetics that dry quickly. Oh, like the fabrics themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the fabric technologies will change. And in my opinion, for the worse. Cause yes. Because you can't find good yes. cotton anything anymore. Yeah, you can't find non-blended. I anything. hate it. I hate, like, the socks. It's so hard for me to find socks mm-hmm. that are good and that... Or just cotton. Um, but we don't have a choice about that kind of stuff, no. right? Like you're talking well, I I think I think as a female, females believe females know even more clearly that fashion wise, if what you want isn't what's trending, you mm-hmm. can't get it. Okay. Because it I want exist like, in yeah. the stores. Are we are we recording now? Mm-hmm. Good. Is that okay? I'm glad. Okay. Uh, mostly because I want pockets in all my clothes. Yeah. And they and Women's clothes just Women's don't, clothes they don't have it or they don't, they aren't deep enough or they aren't yeah. real. Yeah. They have fake pockets. Yeah. So I know that the desires I have for fashion don't drive. So do you, what do you do? You buy men's clothing or do you have to like, yeah. make things? Sure. Or? You name it, put pockets in them, buy yeah. men's clothing, steal, steal clothes from other people. Okay. Um, or, or there's so many, there's good unisex everything. Right. But it's women's work pants are mine. Ah, right. Yeah. So they have to fit the right way, but. But still have the pockets and the... Yeah. Well, they have to, they, to... Well, as soon as you're supposed to look nice as a female, evidently you're supposed to show all your curves, but pockets <laughs> add, you know, bulk. So therefore you shouldn't right. be trying to look, trying to be functional. That's not, you a, should that's only not a curve be. that you want. It doesn't accentuate the yeah. right place. Evidently. So, yeah. all, so they have all those fake pockets in the back? Right. Or non-deep ones, which didn't yeah, matter no. until everybody had their phone on them at all times and phones are getting larger, so... And the pockets are getting bigger. Yeah. You can see the back pockets. Not so. for women. Not for women's dress pants. That's what I mean. Like oh, they are pants. not accommodating it. See, what are we gonna do? Who's yeah. gonna? Who's gonna? Well, so so I'm I'm almost fifty, uh-huh. and as I grew up as a kid, I'm like, yay, women! Like, because I remember we just talked about the '80s when Melanie Griffith was allowed to wear sneakers when she walked to work mm-hmm. because she was a working girl and she gave all this advice, like right. like a high ponytail is cheerleading, but a low ponytail is like work business. Yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, it's all ridiculous that stuff. thinking about it now. But. And so I thought the trend was going to keep going where females could get more and more functionality yeah. out of their clothes and still be CEOs and presidents, right. you know, and vice presidents and all of these other power places. Not so lucky, huh? And two, the, the, the two trends actually haven't. 
truly continued. No. You know, we haven't had a female president in the United States. And, and if I we still did, can't... she wouldn't be able to wear sneakers. <laughs> well, I still can't find a pair of work pants that'll yeah. hold my... Oh, there's your voice. My phony phone. All right. I just turned you up a little bit. If that's all right. If that's... Is that okay in your headphones? It feels good in my headphones. Okay. Oh, it's very different. Yeah. That's what I meant to have happening before. Is this when... Now our voices are the same. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I, I didn't can, I didn't I have your microphone. Yeah. Well you don't have to. It, it actually up. I've turned you up because it's a little too quiet. So <clears throat> what were what uh female president with pockets. Right. That's what we need. <laughs> That's what this country needs. Yeah. More than anything. Um lots of pockets. Fem- cargo shorts. Yeah. A female elected in cargo shorts. Man. That'd be amazing. Twenty eighty. That's that's when we'll so that's a possibility. That's when we'll see all that happen. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? Not just not like in politics, but what do you see in the future? Because it's gotten weird in the last very short period. It's funny because I think it's Buttigieg who's running, who has this giant, crazy. He calls it like the kind of like it's a post-apocalyptic future where he talks about who's going to be automated out and how quickly that's going to happen. Mm. And if we aren't looking at it, you know, n- now and thinking about it and planning for it. It, it, the wars against it, the divisions and all those things are going to just keep increasing. So right. let's, let's get ahead of it. Let's, let's retrain workers instead of just having them lose their jobs. Yeah. Let's man, train let's, them in jobs that will actually stick around yeah, and yeah. be meaningful. Or, 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 or the idea that you train anybody once just is outdated. Right. So, so the government has a vested interest in itself, you know, as it a, should as have a, and, and in the populace. Yeah. And to keep, but to keep rotating, to understand that that's a consistently important investment that you're going to constantly make. You, right. you, you can't like the dinosaurs who are, you know, whose claws are like grabbing onto old <laughs> stuff. That's what, that's what English only is. Yes. Right. You know, or any Aryan, <laughs> right. any of those things like, yes, everybody's going to be white. No, they're, no, no they're not. That's not the way it's happening <laughs> in reality. Yeah. yeah. You got to wake up to what's real and. Uh, yeah. either adapt or yeah because it's the and and thank goodness trump is here leading like the vanguard of what it looks like yeah oh okay to show how ugly. yeah and all he is of course is a, a symbol yeah and a consequence of the system and not he's not new he's not anything It's like, hey, your PG&E is going to, your power is going to be shut off. Yeah, and which, how do you distinguish? There are all these scams all the time, and it's just exhausting to have to fend them off while still trying to be an open person and Mm -hmm. be trusting. Try being a female. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't have... Trying to to mix those exact, that exactly what you said, though, is how... Well, tell me, tell me something about that, since I've never... Wanting to be open, Mm -hmm. but realizing that... I mean, literally being open, lo- looking people in the eye, smiling at anybody is seen, and I don't even say like often or sometimes, but is seen as an invitation for somebody to 
think that it means you want like specifically like a date or to be talked to or to, you know, to be bothered and all of those kinds of things. So, so. That's pretty much every time. Like when, when, when a woman looks at a man. What's interesting is if, if I encounter a, um, you know, probably a heteronormative male who does something open or approaches me or all that stuff, knowing that I am that initially, you know, approachable person. Mm-hmm. And yet I, I, I'm perfectly comfortable and I have boundaries to say, no, thanks. I don't want to go out for coffee if it was the nicest thing. Right. <laughs> the I'm polite sure way somebody, worse, yeah. yeah, the polite way somebody would ask me. But knowing that most females have to cu- shut that down at the get-go so they don't so that they don't invite the next so that i look specifically like i'm inviting that instead of so just being up. open is really it's just a very interesting i mean again i'm almost 50 so i i get to handle it really well at what age do you remember that being something you're conscious of like what's the first you remember having to think like that do you mean that like Toxic masculinity came my way. Well, I know toxic. I mean, mean, that's been around forever. Or my struggle with the openness. Yeah, specifically, like I need to learn how to be less open in this way so that I'm not inviting unwelcome. That's. I mean, that's. Was that just always from? Yeah, but but you're right. Maybe it is interesting to to find the moment, and I would. This I find this really interesting because I would say, oh, it's all the time, Mm -hmm. being raised in, you know, like I'm pretty much a cisgender female identify as female that was what was assigned to me my birth it's all worked out for me Mm -hmm. in a nice way that way (laughs) and so i would say oh that's been since whenever but because i have people i love going through not being cisgender and what the society does to them it's made me have to think about and articulate when gender made itself clear right and and a lot of folks get to run around and play and be happy not having never thinking about choose or wonder and tell x thing right point age or and so for me that probably happened when i began to run competitively in track which puts me as like a 10 or 12 year old Mm -hmm. so i began to jog around my neighborhood and my dad was a a joggery referee basketball and he showed me his jogging route i think he jogged it once with me and then when i jogged on my own i remember coming home and i'm like i didn't know there was this joggers Truckers have like, oh uh, Jesus, uh, <laughs> the camaraderie. <laughs> like, that's, right. that's exactly what I said. And this, really? I probably didn't know the word camaraderie at that age. But I was right. like, there's this thing. And my dad said, "What?" Yeah. And and how many truckers pulled over? What to he, say he, he he just shook his head and said, "That's not that that." He said, "I have never been honked at when I run." Mm. Did he explain to you, or did you no. understand? He was what a man that, of few words. Okay, but anyway. did you know what that meant, or did you have to? Okay, immediately. So it's. You yeah. alone as a young girl. Yeah. is a way different reaction than, yeah. I, it's really fucked up that it's, it must happen super early for most women, like for girls. It happens when they're girls, they have to experience yeah. what, what, you know, the, the aggressiveness of men, yeah. even in the most subtle yeah. form. Yeah. Or just, can, or what the expectation, what you're socializing to as a female. Well that, how yeah. Because that's aggressive. Yeah. That's a great, like to come into any, and men don't do that. Well, I guess men do do it with each other when they're trying to, you know, whatever, like puff up their chest. Mm. And But generally speaking, you don't go into any platonic relationship with some expectation about how they're, how the person can receive you. And yet women are, are given, they, that expectation is, is made of them all the time. Like, mm-hmm. well, why did you? You know, like so, it's like a really common one would be a guy who's being kind of sleazy, right? And then when you call him on it, he acts like he wasn't. Like, well, or even more complex is the idea that if you react with anger, you're you're you can be hurt worse. Right. I mean, that threat is just that's, that's a low hum through Ugh. through all of it. Which that's... is so. I learned self defense when I was twenty twenty one. Took an took an actual class, mm-hmm. and it and I was like. I can be nice again. Mm. I can I can smile at people. I can I can go be. I can think the world is kind wow. until it showed me other. Until there's somebody who okay, this person then gets a boundary put up, and I don't have to deal much with. So it taught you how to set those boundaries and be confident in sticking by them. Is that it? It taught me that when like that, that if, yeah that I had a backup. I knew I knew what I was going to do. If it went beyond mm-hmm. words, you're going to jack yeah. that dude in the Adam's apple. Or yeah, whatever. and I and I'm. I'm fortunate that it hasn't, Yeah, you know, but knowing, and I, 
so I, I find now that I, I also now instruct self-defense because it changed my life mm. so much. I see, I see it a lot the same way I see addiction. If you have, um, my mother was an addict and I tried it on for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, the same drug of choice or, or different? Um, mine was alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you're like, oh, okay, I won't be an addict anymore. And you crawl out of that hole. And then and then you accidentally get other people who have addiction problems in your life. And then you start recognizing those. And now I can see those at 20 paces and I yeah. don't have it anymore. And I don't even think about it. Hmm. And for me, self-defense is the same way. And I recently took, um, I just discovered bike camping. Oh my God, bike camping. You can, go, awesome. you can go so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> farther than walking. When you're hiking. Yeah. Um, and I, I rode uh, up out of the city and was m- miles away nice. and saw another woman I knew. And we were both wearing our bike helmets in a, you know, in a mm-hmm. faraway town. And we were like, oh, you biked here? I biked too. That's awesome. And I said, I'm going on to camp at Samuel P. Taylor. Mm-hmm. And she said, alone? <laughs> and I just got to laugh really hard. I'm like, yeah, I, I probably won't speak out loud for the next three days and stare yeah. at the Redwoods. And, and I just completely forgotten that, that, that I wasn't allowed to do it or that I'm not supposed to, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, that the place in my life that learning self-defense and well, just that's... having boundaries, you know, the whole world's open to me now and it's not open to every, like I, yeah. I, I don't mean to, but I forget how. Yeah. But it know. really did change you that much. Like you, it gave you the confidence to just enter into the rest of life that you'd sort yeah, of yeah, felt yeah. blocked off from. Yeah. And well, and, and I mean, they, we talk, all the time in the self-defense community speaking of kids and socialization mm-hmm. if you when you have little babies at all and you pick them up and they don't want to be picked up and they arch their back and slip out of you, i mean they yeah. like we're born with the instincts yeah get to, off me yeah yeah i don't like that and they're socialized out Against of us it, right. so many ways and so to you know how exciting if we just didn't socialize them out let alone have to re you know reignite them or explain them or you know isn't, help that, them find isn't that kind of true with all human learning there's like like we go we take this super roundabout circuitous path and we wind up at this thing that we actually passed on our first step yeah yeah well i guess that's the journey that's what life is is that learn it's all that silly yeah circus of learning yeah like when you start out without teeth and then you get them and then mm-hmm. you lose them and then you you end up without teeth yeah if, that's if a good live, analogy if you live long enough. yeah the cycles <laughs> There's probably a lot of things like that. You get yeah. them and then you lose them and they get them again. And, yeah. Huh. Well, I guess it's better. I mean, it maybe the same saying of, about love. It's better to have loved. Oh, to, lost. Yes. <laughs> but same with life. It's better to have lived and, and suffered than to yeah. have not lived yeah, at all. Absolutely. fact that it's just now that people are talking about women's that any any of this any stuff mm. to do with you know the, women's rights has been on the table for a while and keeps getting tabled keeps <laughs> be shelved or whatever you know sure. it keeps getting no oh, we don't want to ratify that yet yeah, yeah, yeah we still have some more power to to yeah. wield yeah you still cannot have pockets right yeah not yet <laughs> uh, yeah 2080 president president with, female president with pockets um but, I mean, it's so disheartening 
to me as a man to have these topics come up and I have considered them and I've certainly known lots and lots of women who have had to endure all manner of bullshit from men. And, um, I've been aware of, you know, differing levels of what that is mm. for each of them, but I know it's, it's universal. I mean, I know, yeah. you know, a lot of deadbeat dads, a lot of shitty boyfriends, a lot, you yeah. know, um, and I mean, it's it's so disturbing that 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 how normal how normal it is mm -hmm. and how how it's just kind of everybody. It's like yeah, every woman has had that experience. Mm -hmm. you know? That is, it just makes me sad, and it makes me feel. Uh, I mean, I guess it's male guilt or something. I just don't like you, even though I want to consider that, and I do try to, and I have a daughter, and I think you know, I like really do genuinely yeah. care. And think about. It it's so easy to not to not know to not know that you're you know being unintentionally you're overstepping or you're doing something mm -hmm. that is make you're making yeah. someone uncomfortable just by being the way that <laughs> men are i guess i don't know i'm trying to, i try to be a, a very sensitive yeah, I, i've always found you incredible i've seen you not only work with me but you worked with kids and i yeah kids and with me and i've always seen you to be thoughtful and sensitive and careful and thank you we'd love to acknowledge that you you're in my pile of good positive oh good non-problematic problematic white men i'm glad i'm glad <laughs> I'm, I'm really honored to be in the you know it's a small group i yeah. think for most well, people and and i i think we should really acknowledge is what we're what i mean men miss out also i know on this hyper i know i want women to be able stuff. to be open as yeah. open as they want there's to be. all there's all manner of yeah like yeah. this isn't it's not great for anybody to have power over instead of just empowerment no, within it ourselves. sucks for everyone yeah it sucks for kids just having to see it, it sucks yeah. for everybody but yeah, yeah that's a that's a really huge point because yeah the only i mean i've i've had the good fortune of having been in love and had relationships mm -hmm. with women so i do get to see a side of them that's beyond what they would show anyone mm. else, you know? Yeah. And so I have seen women in that open, you know, like, uh, I trust you. I will <laughs> tell you these things, yeah. you know? So I've experienced it, but but I definitely know the difference between that and what you get on the street. Mm -hmm. And I totally understand on the street. Like, if it were me, I'd be like, you better fucking stop looking at me or I'm going to come over that, you know? Right. Like, well, I, I get mad when people so look how, at me. Right. How tall are you? I know. I don't have yeah. any reason to feel yeah. threatened most of the time. And I still get, it's off-putting to me. I don't want people looking at me if yeah. they don't know me, you know? Yeah. I mean, unless it's for a good reason. You know, if you want to smile and say hi, that's great. But if you're just like kind of watching me or you, you disapprove of some part of me. Well, and it gets, but I am yeah. the most privileged in the, you know... <laughs> If, if you were going to make a list, right, I, I got the privilege card, at least in this culture, in this society. Mm -hmm. I don't love it all the time. I feel like an asshole sometimes just for being, you know, like, I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. I'm white and I'm a man and I'm hetero and I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to. Yeah. And I'm right behind you. Yeah. I speak English only. I'm in my country of origin, cisgendered. Yeah. You're like the next. Little white, middle class. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, um. It is kind of amazing how how much privilege just lets you coast on things, even when you're a really sensitive, caring, thoughtful yeah. person. Well, I think our trick is to figure out at what point we leverage our privilege to dismantle. To get rid of it. It's yeah. That's the that's like, to me, that's five thousand years from now because it's gonna what it's gonna take is a spiritual awakening for enough individuals to create critical mass. To, to cause a revolution of consciousness. And I think that's what's going to change. It's not going to be in fucking politics. But, but be... what, what if you, but if every time you're on the bus and you don't, because you don't, you know, catcall a woman and she's like, oh, okay, this yeah. one person is giving me this small reprieve. I mean, what if it's made up of all those little moments? I think that it is. I think you're right. And, and I hope, and but that's why I mean yeah. 5,000, it's going to take that long it's because just, it's going to be this slow right. rolling I don't thing where people. A, it isn't, it's the pendulum. Yeah. It's a, it's a consistent well, struggle. There is a big leap in the generation, yes. this, this generation, like a huge leap in consciousness about gender and, <laughs> yeah. and yes. w women's rights and women, yeah. you know, just, I don't know. I don't even like using the phrase women's rights. It's weird. Mm. Why? Why Why separate than men's rights? I heard just, a woman talk human, about, human yeah, rights. she kept talking about abortion, but she never said abortion. She kept saying, well, women need access to health care. Well, healthcare should be included in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. a, you know, like, yeah, that it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's not really the topic. It's yeah. more about like well, the, hey, the we topic, should have access to our own bodies the, the, and the, the decisions. The we... top is is actually power, and who yeah, has exactly. it, and and why power should ever be exclusionary, and why you need to consolidate it instead of yeah. you know share and it. And well, you can see it. when these men in their Twitter responses or whatever say the most asinine shit about you know that. Well, yeah, it's it's the women's right. We we gave her that, you know, they say some of the dumbest mm. shit, like, and they actually believe it. They're coming, they're speaking from their experience. Yeah. Yes. We have allocated this right to women. We, the, the, those, the men who have dominion over the earth, you know, it's weird. It doesn't feel good to be, it doesn't feel good. I don't think anywhere. I don't think people feel that's good. What, that's what, yeah. When, when the imbalance is so rough and so bad. to and oh, right. trust their information or or not but synthesize your own yeah use your own filter yeah and i just wonder if the the synthesizing of it i feel like your brain is still forming for so long like we mm-hmm. keep science keeps finding out that it's yeah. much later than yeah. they thought neuroplasticity you know? is <laughs> yeah fascinating well i still don't buy it like when i hear it was 21 and that was a big leap mm-hmm. from what they thought and now it's 25 yeah, I'm no. pretty sure it's 29, well, and, I, and then when it's well, 29, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's yes. 34. You well, know? And what do you mean? I mean, neuroplasticity is always happening. I think it's always happening. But I don't understand it, what they like. But, the, but I think there's brain mass, though. I get well when I hear the phrase like your brain stops developing or stops yeah. growing yeah. or something. I don't really know what that means right. because I think we're always learning. Yes. We always have yeah. the capacity to learn. Yeah. I don't think your brain gets no. filled up no. or stops working because yeah. it's too full we're building new dendrites and right creating new it certainly gets locked into patterns yeah and those are hard to break yes but that's but, but um, you can't that's you, what's so crazy you can you, you just can. gotta really look at it and um i love neuroplasticity i yeah. think of it daily <laughs> yeah yeah that you can you can change your brain that if you smile you feel like smiling more that if you look for if you do something that shows that you're looking for gratitude mm. your brain starts to look for gratitude more. yeah it's crazy yeah and, and and I'm saying that as somebody who who's not had like mental illness, you know, like that my my neuroplasticity has been very much within my control. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, you know. Right. But but God, getting to fifty is like what? I, what? I don't like that person. I'm just gonna love on them. I'm uh, just gonna you know think of them whole like like developing empathy for everybody and just mm. having that widen. That's why psychedelics are so wonderful. Yeah. Because Open that you up. that feeling of everybody's beautiful. Yeah. And it's to have true. that, even after the, you know, MDMA has left your system and to right. still feel like every like everybody who gets opened for me when I'm like, oh, and that person's beautiful too. And that person, when I'm, you know, yeah. when I have those heightened things in me, and then when they leave to, to, to never close those categories back down to my narrow view of like what's attractive or what I find appealing, yeah. and to just constantly open that, that's How much been, success do you have with that? Oh, it, it's, it is permanent and wonderful. And Really? You've been able to just remain open? Based on those no, sort no, of like th- n- yes. heightened plateaus, no, I mean, you just keep it yeah. there, and then you go up well, again. And n- well, I'm using I'm using I'm saying something a little more specific than just open. I literally mean when when that feeling like when you're an ex, you're like that person's beautiful, and you yeah. just, like I had a very narrow category right. before then, perhaps of beauty. Right. 
And then this one, you know, one night of ecstasy, I was like, oh, that person, I'll ever, you yeah. know. And that never, like once, once I've opened a category. Yeah. And which you is silly, silly was narrow ever to begin with. But, mm-hmm. you know, especially I'm raising, as we both are, I'm raising a teenager and I'm seeing how much, and I work in a middle school, they're developing, you know, their standards and their taste and their whatever. Yeah. So, so I understand, I try to understand when they categorically say, well, that's stupid or, you know, yeah. that's a bad video game, whatever. Right. And I don't, well, it has its merits. Yeah. Well, they, they, they're developing their tastes and they're learning to argue them and they're learning yeah. to defend them and they're learning to open their minds if someone has a good argument. And so anyway, at some point you, you're narrowing that. Definitely. But to have it broadened and to stay broadened yeah. has just been, you know, I believe that that's, that's my own personal example of like neuroplasticity where I yeah. can just consistently go, well, wait a minute, what makes me right? Like it, yeah. it's just fascinating. So to, you're, to are you able keep... to do that when you're not? On ecstasy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I mean. You've gotten to the point where now you can. You can do it without mm-hmm. the, the boost. Yeah, I mean, I, I love ecstasy. <laughs> I still like still to return little, to it once in a while. It's been a long time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, but, I d- but, I mean, who wouldn't love that feeling when you're looking around and you're like, you're beautiful, you're awesome, yeah. I love Hi, you. Hi, your you serotonin reuptake inhibitor yeah. <laughs> has been. Right. Yeah. And is that for all everything. Yeah, like, exactly. oh, this is awesome. I <laughs> love tastes you. tastes so, so good. Look at the lights. Look at the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. Yeah. I don't think it's all the time. It would be no, great. No, no. But, but well, I think it, it's a great. Evidence by your serotonin needs to. Yeah. Rep- I don't know if it replenishes. They say you have. I don't know. You have a finite. I think I might have burnt some of mine because I don't. I have a really hard time getting, you know, up oh. to. I may have started with less in the first place. Some people do. <laughs> yes. you yeah. Know, some people that that free solo movie when he's talking about like it just takes more to get him oh. excited. Huh. You know, he sure. needs to climb a sure. cliff without ropes to get huh. to feel the adrenaline that another person would feel from riding a bike or sure. you know. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm not at his level by any means. I don't. You can I, feel. I would use ropes, but yeah, I like to climb. <laughs> I'd like to ride a motorcycle. I like to climb trees. I like to get. I need a little bit higher level of mm. excitement to get excited. That's and funny. and same with laughter. Like I don't. There's very little that makes me laugh I'm, out loud. I'm like, having that happen too. I'm yeah? trying to change it. Good. How? By just laughing at things when uh, they're not funny. No. Because that's not good. That's not, right, I know. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. By developing my fake laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really work hard on my fake laugh. <laughs> work on it every day. Yeah. Uh, I notice, like, I giggle the most when my meditation practice is in full practice. Oh, okay. And then I'm, I'm, my breath is coming more. It can, it can come. It's not. I'm not like that's funny. Yeah. Like oh. there's a. There's, so is there a stifling that's happening? I, I believe that you don't like a subconscious so. like. I'm I not supposed so. to laugh, or is it just no? A, it's, it's more that I'm probably not fully. Your breath isn't yeah, there I'm, for I'm, it. Yeah, I'm more. Yeah, huh. and 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 so when I I'm I, and it's a long, it's it's subtle, so it's hmm. hard to say. It's not like I meditated yesterday. I laughed, you know, I laughed on Tuesday, <laughs> but, it, Monday. but it doesn't have to do with the content that you're receiving, because for me, that's what it's about. Is like, but that's what it, but but if it's but not if funny I, until it's. But, that, but if I lose almost the. Okay, have you ever been, because you're a dog walker, have you ever been alone with your dogs and completely cracked yourself up watching them? Oh, all the time, yeah. yeah. that like, like, that's kind of what I mean. Like, it's not, I'm not in judgment of whether something was funny enough. And right. yes, it has to surprise me sometimes to, to make me laugh yeah, out loud. Yeah, I think that's what it is for me. I think it comes almost more from how I'm moving through the world mm-hmm. and I'm more keyed into humor. Or I'm even just running and... I mean, have you ever been in a workshop where they make you move around and you all giggle more than if you are seated? I do so horribly in those settings because <laughs> I'm I'm so resistant to the like goofy giggly stuff. Come on, let's just dance yeah. and move around and feel the movement. I'm like, no, no it's, it's I'm not this. It's sit in the yeah, fucking corner it's not this, and it, grumble. It, it's when so it's when I'm in so specifically. Um, I did a workshop for children with, with trauma, mm-hmm. and when you cross your your two axis and your corpus callosum and, right. and you raise your like right hand to your left knee. That's left what kinesth- kinesthesiology yes. is all about, right? Yeah. And it, but it also, it makes it harder to remember trauma and it invokes oh. like it, it, it opens up neurotransmitters. Right. So dopamine, well, walking like it, is supposed to be precise. Really like just, great for and that, and all of just... it, if you do enough, readjust your brain chemistry because you're processing and taking oxygen. Yeah. It just kind of feeds. So that's yeah. what I mean. That's how I've noticed. Okay. That wow. if I'm breathing much, my yeah. laughter comes. I laugh more, but not as hard. Okay. Because I haven't been holding it in. <laughs> I see. And more things crack me up because, and I laugh at my. I, I do you do third person 
Justin, I can't believe you did that. Like, no, I never have. Oh my gosh, I never That's, do. Okay, so probably because I didn't like my name for the longest time. I didn't like mine either, but I'm stuck with it. Yeah, I know. I'm stuck with it. You're not. You could change I know. it, but I, you're stuck I with of, it. In and I the, thought of that. But you're stuck with it if you live long enough, because then everybody knows you as that, and sure. you, you change your name later in life. You can do it. Sure. People give you a hard time about it. Well, and I chose not to. I do own my name. I do know that's my yeah. name. And what's weird is, so I'm a teacher now, and people call me by my last name. Mm-hmm. And I, a few times in my classroom, have said out loud, oh, first, like, first name, Laura, what are you thinking? And almost realized some of them don't know who that is. Like, right. in, in the moment. And they're like, who is she talking to? And there's that, yeah, <laughs> slight moment of cognitive dissonance. So now sometimes I say my own last name out loud to myself. Like, And one thing I've... Uh, I'm not proud to say, but I've yelled at my kids. Okay, your job for the next two minutes is to not make Mr. Grady mad. Uh-huh. Which is terrible because it's putting my emotional state on them and a hundred other things. And I haven't yelled that for a couple years. But also, <laughs> what the alternative could be worse if they push you over the Pre- edge. Precisely that if know? I'm able to articulate my feelings, yeah. like I'm, I'm, I need I'm a, a little frustrated yeah. right now. I think that's perfectly fine. And I've learned now, now I've learned to say something before. Yeah, that before moment. you get to that. Yeah, yeah. well, good. And, but being able to laugh at myself and go, oh, great, Laura, you just, you know, you knocked your own thing over when you yeah. were, you know, like, that's when I can giggle more. That's cool. And it comes at myself <laughs> yeah. first. Right. That's good. No, I think that's a much healthier angle to take than the then, one than the, the fake one laugh? That I, or the one that I have, which is just like... Something sin. has to meet your standard to... to kind of, you. yeah. I have this really high standard that is is pretty impossible to meet, even for myself. And so I spend a lot of time just disappointed, you know, it's really <laughs> stupid, but it's what, it's like kind of what my life has I'm amounted glad. to. It's like, oh, glad you said God, that first. this person, oh, that thing again, yeah. oh, this, you know. Well, my teen also so makes me, my, yeah, my teen my makes me. fucking cats, you know. My teenager's always poking me mm-hmm. and in ways that when I'm like, I don't, I, yeah. stop, stop it, what poking. I'm doing is important. And I'm like, okay, it's not. Mm-hmm. She, she made a joke. I shouldn't like, and I just recently invited her. To poke me more. Oh, really? Yes. Because awesome. I was like, I don't want to be the uptight person who, that's great. who doesn't. Yeah. See, that's the coolest thing about being a parent when you're, when you're actually aware of what you're doing. You know, like you're actually paying attention to your own behavior and you get to alter you're, it in real time. You have to be. Yeah. It's just you have to be. It's easier. I just think it's, it's, it's so much better for the kid. Yeah. And for me as a person, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm speaking as a parent, and I'm only a parent to one person, and that's a very specific person. So we have a very specific relationship. So I don't. It's not like I can just generalize. All parents I, should always be. Yeah, but for me, it works way better to be straight with her, and then to admit to mistakes when they happen, yeah. and to correct behaviors when I don't like them. To let her know that I don't like what I'm doing, and I'm trying to work on it. Yes. You know. I think that all of that's really valuable. And if somebody had done that when I was a kid, I would have felt respected mm-hmm. and acknowledged as worthy of caring, you know, having an opinion about stuff, <laughs> you know, like, oh, it, yeah, your mood actually does impact me since yes. I, we live in the same yeah. house and I can't do anything about, I don't get to just walk out the door, you know? So all the shit that I, as a kid, wished was a certain way, I, as a parent, am implementing. Striving for, Yeah. yeah. As the best that I can. Of course, I'm going to fuck up in other ways, and I'm, you know, I know that I, I think there is such a thing as telling, as sharing too much, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think I'm I guilty of it. You know, they're a child. Well, I think you yeah. learn the boundary by <clears throat> by yeah, oversharing it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, or just yeah. For me, it's like a, it's, it's all intuitive, and yeah. my intuition tells me if I've overstepped yeah. because I feel this little pang where I'm like, oh, did yeah. I need to say that? No, if I yeah. had, you know, I could have left out that yeah. detail. That minor, is that minor theirs? Right. Yeah. And, but that just to be assessing that and doing something about it is so valuable to, to yourself and to your fucking kid. Like yeah. why, like how could you, how, how would you not make adjustments to help your kid have a better <laughs> go of it? You know, yeah. to Although, be, to just yeah. be like, God, oh, I'm just do what I say. Just keep your, you know, <laughs> I don't understand how that ever flew. I'm so glad Generation X came along and, and said, nope. And said, nope. We're not fucking doing that yeah. anymore. I actually recently, I'd forgotten. I told my kid this a really long time ago, like, do me a favor. And I like, say yes in the moment. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Unload yeah. the dishwasher. Go, yeah, yeah. You know, clean the cat. Polish the goldfish. Yeah. Right. And, and go ahead and don't do it. Really? But, but, in the, be... but in the moment, could you not go, ah, you know, like, 
and and potentially, especially if there's if if there's others around. Uh-huh. And the other day, I said, "Didn't you say you were going to whatever?" She goes, "Yeah, I did say it." She goes, <laughs> "Remember, awesome. you told me she you'd rather have took me." Took your tool and I was used, like, "Oh used my it. gosh, I'd forgotten. I, yeah. I I haven't argued with her in so long or had that happen." But yeah, right. she completely was like, "Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I you, told you, you yes." You basically gave her license to game Absolutely. the system. But think about That's how hilarious. much nicer it is. Yeah, it is than the. You know, yeah. then any we don't we, <laughs> there's not a lot of struggle and not a lot of right. Hopefully, on my end, nagging at her, she just goes sure, yeah, and, yeah, and we'll find out later. Although I have to say, like it's it's a little bothersome when you say, "Hey, will you do the cat litter or whatever?" Yeah, yeah, and, and then they don't. Yeah. yeah, and then you ask again, "Hey, did you do? It? Hey, would you do? Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot." And then again right, later, right. But like hey would you mind doing yeah the that's when you have that whole but but the, your foundation starts way back of like you know whose job is this why is it your job do you get any choice is it something that, and, right. and and i've read this parenting thing a long time ago they said um give your kid chores and even if you let them wiggle out of them all the time go to them and say, and I'd say this to my kid all the time, and I say it in front of a friend, which I'm proud of, I'm like, hey, see so your friend's over? So normally you might... <laughs> Is that passive-aggressive? I have to go do way? this thing, but I'm going to do it for you tonight. Oh, okay. That's cool. No, that's, no, that's, that I let her not, off the hook, yeah, yeah. but I, I... Acknowledge that I it acknowledge is usually her job. I tell her why, and the truth is, I feel like a hero yeah. when I have to go take out the garbage cans, because... Because I'm pretending <laughs> that yeah. she's a really good kid who always does this yeah. unpleasant task. You are a hero. And she doesn't really do it. Being a but, parent, you're a hero I, yeah, automatically. Always. You came with that intention. To be I present. came with the intention to be to stay present. Okay. I'm doing that by doing things like having my hand, know where my hands are, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to remember to uncross my legs and put my feet on the ground. Yeah. Uh, and I always teach that to my middle school kids. I'm like, being grounded, yeah. you can literally put your feet on the ground and, and feel the difference. Feel the ground. Right. Like like wiggle your toes in there. Like even in a house, you get to uh, you get yeah, the sense of still the sense of being grounded. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how that's not like it has to be taught, or we've, we've like gone yeah. so far away from it that we have to remind ourselves. Sure. To put your feet on the earth where they. Yeah. Oh. Where they which, actually belong. Oh, which means I get to tell you, I'm so excited. So my third class that they asked me to teach, and I'm oh, like, right. what should mm-hmm. I do? Um, I teach a maker lab. I teach crafts, uh, and I'm going to do a design in nature. Oh, cool. Oh my gosh! It, it was you and I discussing the fibonacci sequence and spirals right. and and yeah awesome so yes. what do you, what do you do you have ideas about yeah so they luckily i don't have to reinvent any wheel right it's all like it, it you know it's out there um one of my main ideas is nature journaling oh cool because so kids are in a classroom right even in my you know cost money private school we're in a classroom yeah Half, i'm in a room the windows don't open they don't open at all no it's, it's just <laughs> this. It's just this. Well, the way they're built and how yeah. they're whatever, and they're building squished together. So, um, taking them. So I'm going to do a square by square, which I got from John Muir Laws. Mm. Um, you have a, you have you have a you have both a square plot of land that mm-hmm. you just sit and look at, and you have a square piece of paper. So like, that are like stapled or something. Right. So you sit in the same square. You sit in your square. In my case, every week. Mm-hmm. 
and you just try to draw it. And they always say with drawing, you're not training the hand, you're training the eye. Mm-hmm. Just to, to truly to see. See what's there. And I get to use the drawing with children um, template, if you will. The woman who was like, okay, everything you draw is either a line, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a dot, okay. a filled in dot. Well, and I shouldn't say I shouldn't say dot. She does not circle or sphere. Okay. You know, and so a square is four lines connected. Right. And your lines could be straight or squiggled. Right. You know. Okay. There's the line and dot family. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and once your eye sees that everything you see is composed of those is composed lines. of those. Yeah. And so helping helping them so first of all how how to draw. Yeah. You know, and then label. And labeling and drawing is particularly effective because all of my kids have learning differences. Mm. And so for those, whether they have from from dysgraphia, you know, to language or other sensory processing ones, you can often get more out of them and find out their knowledge and expertise when you let them draw and label versus writing papers. Right. Um, especially with dyslexia is especially hard on a kid. Yeah. You know, and having to show them all what what, a, what punctuation is and what Just trying a, to know, break down kind of, word structure for, for someone yeah, dyslexic yeah, yeah. is so complicated yeah our language is so messed up as oh it is my gosh. yeah i'm part of the movement of like let's change english if mal oh, can great. if mal can <laughs> change the long form of how you write the characters mm. for mandarin then can't we you know stop having ea and eau and ey and all, you know all make right. the same sound like can we can we anyway so but um, then that erases all the beauty of the the but English is already such a mishmash. That's what I mean. Like if you start taking away the the EAU, then mm-hmm. there goes French. You don't, you know, we're no longer. Well, French can still be French. Right, French but it's is okay. French it, will be okay if English decides to codify its. So you're into it. System. You want to codify? You want to? Are you thinking it just e- be so easier for not, those who? Not only is English the lingua franca and the gold standard of like whatever it mean. Yeah. It's the language of business, and people all over the world are trying to learn it. It is one of the most difficult languages to learn. Right. Because of all, because of the irregularities. So many weird rules. Yeah. And 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 then there are the people who who do have dyslexia. Yeah, you know, w- w- you know, and be- because like and so really like the the amount from from now on if yeah. this if this became codified into a a, a they called a correspondence a, a low correspondence language. Okay, where the symbol corresponds to only one, maybe three sounds. Oh, huh, okay. You know, there's long a, there's short a, and there's a schwa. Right. right now, there's ten other symbols that <laughs> represent the sound a. So, are they talking about just doing away with those, or you just yeah, wouldn't mean, use them? You mean them the in... eight and a half of us who talk about this? Yes, we're <laughs> very excited. We hope you join us. But yes, yeah. that that okay. like w- like so within the that... like I, I understand. Like I'm super historically, you know, let's yeah, honor yeah. where things came from. I thought you were saying like to, to a movement to do it to the whole language for everyone, but you're saying like to use this other to have, version of to it have, for. No, to ha- no, I am saying for everybody. You say you I'm saying, to, okay. I mean, like I said, Mao changed how you write. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this character used to have more elaborate ways to write it, and he went, nope, we're going to, and I'm not saying he's wonderful. I don't use him <laughs> often as a, yeah. I'm Let's just do everything it. like Mao did. Yeah, exactly. Woohoo! Look at my hat. Look at yeah. my hat. I, like, I can, I, it's possible. And when I see its benefits, when I think about its benefits, and who would be regulating it? Who would? Who I mean, would I mean, it would it would be a huge, you know. I mean, I mean, from from changing to the euro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like changing the currency. Like there's a hundred. Uh, you know, if right. we let, let's get let's go to the metric system. Like there's a lot of things we. That's true. Yeah. Can do and codify, and they could be introduced very carefully and clearly, and with a ton of education and everything. And like I said, the benefits versus the nostalgia for it just keep seeming to. I mean, imagine if English was spelled. <laughs> You know, yeah, phonetically, and, yeah, yeah, it would make a lot more sense. So we're going to nature journal. Okay. Um, we're going to do a ton of design with with like nature and stuff. But my most exciting, I'm so excited. I just today, and I was so glad you were just talking about working kind of too much and not having yeah. time to do other things. I'm a teacher, so I have the summer, I have summer off. I I run my own summer camp. I oh right work all summer, but I this is the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. So I have this week off, and I and I only did that because last year when I tried to have Fourth of July summer camp, people signed up, and I stood there in the park, and nobody came. No one showed up. Like I literally, lame. Yeah, did all my time and resources to be like, hey, camp, and and not and nobody person. came that day, and the next day half of them didn't come. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. 
skip this week. So today I had actual reflection time <laughs> and thoughts and was thinking how much I want. I want to increase my own knowledge base when I work with anybody, but when I work with my middle school kids and uh-huh. I don't want to be the only expert who just keeps laying down like how things are. Right. So one of my goals is to find far more guest speakers to come in. Cool. And I recently, when I was doing music in my craft class, making drums with my kids and other um, percussion instruments, I realized I had a wealth of knowledge in the music teachers in my school. Right. And so I had three different people come in and give, frankly, really high quality lessons. I was blown away. That's really cool. At how carefully and thoughtfully and how much I learned. Think of of what if every school was like that? It's like you don't just have a teacher who teaches a subject and it's the same subject every year, same book. What if you just had guest lecturers come in and make it exciting? Like, hey, here's something you didn't know about this topic. Or or about this person, by the way, too. Right, the individual, yeah. So then I thought, well, you know, I could find out all things I wanted to do. What if I made my kids contact and find and ask guest speakers to come in? Oh, that's cool. That's a great idea. And I helped them, you know, through all the pieces and process yeah. of that. Yeah, just facilitate it. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. And I'm the and all of it's a good idea, but the thing I'm most excited about is finding out what they want. Now they're right. doing the research yep. on a topic that they want to hear more about and they're gonna find an expert. That's what it's all about. And I'm like, Oh, I don't have to and, and all of a sudden, you know, like they're driving. Yeah. They're driving That's how it the should interest and right? in the I know, Shouldn't so, it I, all I'm be so child driven? You know, like we keep them safe while they explore. Yeah. That's kind of the d- yeah. adult's job. Well, and, and I, I so I run a maker lab and it's very hands on, uh-huh. you know, go amok. And yeah. I have slowly come to the realization that they do need. These suggestions. Maybe? Yeah. And, mo- and even models for how, like mm-hmm. how to like, like if, if I don't run them f- left to their own, when they hit a difficult design piece. Right many many most won't won't get through it yeah no i think they need guidance and help yeah. but and but, but and sometimes they've done something that i can't even i'm like i don't i you yeah. know like they frankly is even beyond i mean it's even out be- of there, out or, of or even because they've chosen like i i find it it makes sense to me but i wish i could find a way to talk so it she's a brilliant artist she's tons of good ideas she's in my class she has a piece of paper and i let her go through the fun collage box and she's taken all these um glass stones and hot glued them onto the paper mm-hmm. and when she moves the paper holds it up at all guess what the weight of the stones means it you know yeah and so i wish i had found a way for her to ex- experiment or even have just thought through and been asked to like well how what, like what, what would what's the solution how heavy is this how would this work yeah. do these materials match each other like like right. like before those things were particularly like hot glue gone onto that like like and so in some level i've learned my own bizarre lesson that they 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 end up not learning a lot with too much freedom right and then there's some that it's really hard so many of my students have like adhd and with attention deficit one of the interesting pieces is taking a large project and breaking it down into smaller chunks so they have these you know very grand ideas which i i never want to squash but i really need to lead them through a a pretty intense process of how are you going to get there right and when you're trying to get there and it's frustrating right here so i found the simplest way to help them through that is for me to actually tell them the project we're doing Uh uh-huh you know, have a model for how it's going to look at the end and, then they and have a problem solved. Yes, there. try yeah. to get there and have them that solve sense, problems yeah. and sometimes and, and completely pairing them up. Tons of peer like, so-and-so is good at this. So right. You know what I mean? And I even now on Fridays, we share out like one kid. What were they making? Oh, the PE teacher asked us to make a <laughs> like a putting green with a single hole for their golf. Oh, nice you know thing yeah and he Practice had your shot, your yeah puts. yeah i think he had he had, oh, he did, he had the pvc pipe that would run underneath okay and uh i set a really good group of tinkers who love to solve problems and really good on it and and then they present every friday everybody shows cool whether they're finished or not but where they are they told the problems they solved and hearing one of them give the other one props for how he dealt with literally like what do you do how, how did you get that so precisely on there and mm. the other kid goes oh you got a scene with a glue gun <laughs> He does, <laughs> and awesome. they and they talked about how he takes the project vertically upside down and does the glue gun 
up instead nice. of if you're doing it down and it globs it too much. Sloppy, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. You, you need an innovator. And, yeah, and hearing hearing one of my students give props to another yeah. student and having all of in front of right. the group of them. And I was like, oh, this is really That's nice. the best, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's really, when I say it should all be child-led, I just mean their curiosity should lead the way. Yeah. Like they get to say what they are interested in and then we help them yeah. find get there get there yeah and i think that's the best model i think for any for anything you know what would you like to do for your job this thing that you like to do or the thing that i'm telling you is available to you based on yeah. this set of criteria that you know maybe you never stood a shot at reaching you know <laughs> yeah maybe you're born in a place where that's just not going to happen for you that job is never available to you is that fair not really. So, I mean, if you ask somebody, hey, what do you want to study in school? Not here are your five options mm -hmm. and, f you know, four of them are, it would never interest you. And the fifth one, just barely, like pick one, you know. I don't know, but still sometimes the things that you didn't know would come It can happen that handy. way. Yeah. Well, I do think I think I a well-rounded education is a, a, an interesting idea. I do too. As an idea, I just yeah. don't think it's put into practice very well in most places. I think maybe um, where well, I think Iceland does it well, and I think there there are a couple Scandinavian countries that have a better model for schooling. Like it's just much more. Oh, almost everybody's a better model for. Well, the United States doesn't have a model. Yeah. If you're rich, well, it you has get a, a really. It has a factory model. But it well it depends on. I mean, you know, again, I work in a private school. Yeah. They're getting a pretty good education. They're learning. I mean, right. And, but the public yeah. schools were built, designed like factories. Yeah. But so in San Francisco, like, remember having to tour all the schools to see mm -hmm. which one you're going to like? They're very different. Like, we don't yeah. have an agreed upon thing happening in education in the United States. It's true. It's true. No. And, and I don't know if we should, but the countries that were like 30 years ago, okay, you know, we're yeah. going to, we're going to really actively pursue based on usually research, you know. Yeah, but also based these. on like what works for the for the children and the families in the community. Yeah. Like that's the thing that I like about the models that where like school starts at nine instead of mm. seven. You know, it's just more realistic. It's more it's more yeah. civil. You yeah. know, uh, you get to leave at three instead of mm -hmm. five, or you get yeah. or whatever it is. You get a shorter day. Yeah. I would you say don't that have comes, homework. That stuff comes down to capitalism, though, on some level. Like when yeah. families need to work and the yeah, idea yeah. that it's true. you have if to work too hard because there's no actual pension, there's not health care. So. Yeah, that's why our model is all out of whack because yeah. there's, there's not enough time and there's yeah. too much need or we think there's too much need. The thing is we're running the rat race for the, you know, to get the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are we doing with the money? Yeah. Not stuff that we need. Yeah. Well, no, and we're not, we can't buy happiness and we don't know no, that yet. Not yet. I don't know when we're going to learn it. seems like it's... We don't need much more evidence that it's not working, yeah. do we? I don't. I mean, I had to go. I had to personally go buy a whole bunch of shit to realize that I didn't okay. want it or need it. So <laughs> sure. I guess that is how it goes. Yeah. You just learn as you learn. Yeah. And now I recognize, like, oh, this is weighing me down. I have to like move these things and mm -hmm. store them and mm -hmm. clean them and care for them, and it's it's a burden. You know, it doesn't bring me happiness at all. It brings me stress. So. You might see a bonfire a little later tonight oh, in the backyard. Yeah. Get my... light it up. Get a yeah. pour gasoline all over it. Let's do it. Um, well, I think. Do you feel like we've talked about yeah, things been, that you been, like talking about? It's enough? been a good cycle. Yeah, I feel like we've landed in a nice place. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thanks so much for coming. Yeah, I really thank you appreciate for having it. Me. In spite of your fears. Yes, thank you for helping me be comfortable. I'm really glad that you you went through with it. I hope it wasn't. Too, too oh, terrible. It was very pleasant. Okay, good. All right. Well, I'll see you soon. Right, thanks. Bye. talking about a whole mess of stuff um i actually took out a whole chunk of uh the whole part where we talked about politics which was kind of amazing because she and i hadn't talked for a really long time and i can say with almost utter certainty that we had never talked politics before but um somehow we got into it and uh 
it's actually decent. It's more a conversation about why we don't like talking politics. And uh, I think I'm going to put it in an outtakes episode later. Later, meaning in the future. Um, and I'm happy to report that my uh, my sweet girl cat, Maddie, has joined me for this uh, recording session. She rarely comes out to uh, be a part of it, but she's here right now, and I'm, it makes me happy. Um, I would like to reiterate my contact information uh, because, uh, stay with me here, I would like you to uh, contact me. And, you know, it could just be to say hi. It could be to say, hey, I really like that episode where you were talking to that dude about the thing with the part and the th- the story and the, you know. and uh, But also it could be to say, what are you thinking about? And I'll tell you, probably. I mean, I'll tell you what I'm thinking about right at that instant that I read your email um, or your Instagram comment or message okay so to do that you can find me at email at outspokenpodcast.com you can instagram find me at outspoken underscore podcast and uh, i would love it so much if you went to itunes or i guess they call it apple podcast now and uh subscribe to the show even if you don't plan to listen to it every week it helps me a lot if you subscribe you can just ignore the notification you could turn off the notification you could throw it in the trash every time you get it or you could listen to it which would be amazing Um, but at any rate if you subscribe and if you rate with stars that are more more stars than less is better I think I think that's the rating scale that we use in the human world I love you guys. I'll see you. Well, I won't see you. I might see you. I'll talk to you later. Bye.